0: Uh, we were sitting around the apparatus floor trying to figure out what we were going to do for dinner um and then the tones went off and it's one of those calls where you know it's real because you can hear the tone in dispatchers in the dispatchers voice you can kind of hear the commotion going back back and forth in the room so we're like all right don't think we're having dinner tonight um so, yes.
1: Yeah. Thoughts and opinions by Job Talks podcast members and guests are not representative of any department, organization. Or- what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Jobs. We're here today with Mike Cadell from Newton, Massachusetts Fire Department. Mike, what's up, man?
0: Uh, nothing. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing Ed. pretty good. Doing Thanks pretty coming good. Coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So, uh... I talked to, we had Paul Morrison on, um, last, uh, last season. And I talked to him a lot about like the tech rescue mindset and, uh, about people that were, uh, would be good people to talk to. And he, he gave me your name. So obviously I wanted to reach out and, uh, and make this happen. So I'm pretty excited you're here. Well, happy to be here. Um, so, so kind of just like moving right into it. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, uh, like, obviously, who you are, um, how you got started in the fire service.
0: Yeah. Um, so I've been with the Newton Fire Department uh, 21 years now. Um, I got into it. Uh, the story I like to tell is when uh, my mother was young. Uh, her father was one of uh, five boys. They all fought in World War II. Uh, My grandfather was the only one not to become a cop or a firefighter. Uh, So uh, we grew up right down the street from one of the stations here in Newton. And any time a truck would drive by, my grandfather would load my mom up in the car and they'd go chase the trucks. So fast forward to, you know, I'm a kid and my mom would do the same with me. So, you know, I've had you know, a, a few generations of my family, uh, on the Newton fire department. Um, a couple of them were captains, you know, I, I, I made it one step higher. Uh, so. Set the bar a
1: little higher for each generation. You know, no, yeah. no big deal. No big deal. No big, right? deal,
0: no big deal. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, I mean, it, it was kind of always, you know, in the back of my mind, um, you know, I took my first civil service test in 2000, um, In 2001, I had started the process to join the military. And when I went through the medical physical, they found a sports hernia. So they were like, all right, go get that fixed and come on back. Yeah. Well, then I started getting the cards and I just never went back and I got hired in 2002. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I had gone back to the military, you know, I started the process in the spring of Oh one. So yeah, pro- probably would have been off in Afghanistan and then yeah. Iraq. So, um,
2: what, uh, cool. what branch did you want to join?
0: I, I was just going into the army. And um, uh, we
2: can be friends. We can all be <laughs> friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mean, that didn't pan out, but you know, luckily for me, you know, I got hired, uh, right away off my first test. So, like you guys were joking. No, I'm not a medic. Um, yeah. New- Newton doesn't have that requirement, so um, I ended Very up cool. getting. You know, I got my EMT because that was two points for the promotional exam. And yeah. Uh, you know,
2: did you fi- did you find in the early 2000s? I know, I know. It seems to kind of come in waves. Was it really competitive during that time? It seems like there's waves, where was everyone was trying to take the job, and there was only X amount of seats at the table. And now it seems like. No, we're probably pretty fortunate in Newton, and Cambridge, where we still have like a good flow of people, but talk to a lot of people now and they're like, we can't even can't even get applicants. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, back uh back then it was that generational change where a lot of the Vietnam era guys were yeah. starting to retire. Yeah. So from like two thousand two to I want to say two thousand five, I wanna say we hired close to sixty people. Wow. So we, we had a huge, uh, flip, you know, in the yeah. demographics and the age of our job. So, yeah. um, yeah, I was, I was lucky and you know, lucky I did well. And, um, you know, I, you know, I, I knew a couple of guys on the job, um, you know, how they were probably my like little league coaches and stuff from growing up. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so. So we're probably about about the same age, and I, I think it's interesting because uh, so I joined uh, I joined the army my senior year of high school, which was two thousand and one, and I left for boot camp the summer of oh two, um, mm-hmm. and and it's interesting because uh, sorry, I gotta pause you for one second. Well, give me one second. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, because we right now in Cambridge is a very young
2: job. It oh yeah. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, we're.
1: I
0: I looked at the numbers We're, I want to say we're roughly 75% of the department has 15 years or less.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, we're, we're very much so in that margin. Yeah. So
0: it's, it's just crazy. The, the turnover. I mean, there, I mean, I'm almost at the point now where I I've, I've been on the job almost as long as some, Some of the new guys have been
1: alive. Yeah, you know, so crazy.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm the old Um, guy now. I apologize for that. I was waiting for a package that required a signature, and I knew they were going to show up in the middle of recording. I missed (laughs) the I missed the delivery on Saturday. Um. Uh. So sorry. I was just saying, like it's it's interesting because we're we got to be close to the same age. I'm guessing you went in somewhere near after high school, right? Pretty close.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's see. I graduated in '96, so right. you know, I got—I mean, I got hired when I was 23 on the department. So, which is awesome. Ma-
1: yeah, I hit that magic number. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and it's crazy because, like, like had you, like, you've obviously made uh, a name for yourself and a career for yourself doing what you've done in 21 years, and like the military experience is cool. Um, and I'm like happy I did it, but. It was nine years before i from like the time i joined to the time i got into the fire service you know what i mean yeah. and like and so i just just a little bit behind not that hopefully i won't get to where i want to be but just a little bit you know behind that that curve of what i want to do now um and yeah. i never i never actually knew i you know i'm a first generation firefighter i didn't really exactly know what i wanted to do um but that's uh that's interesting so you came in in uh in 02. In Newton. Yep. And where were you assigned first?
0: Uh, I was assigned a Ladder 2, which is oh, nice. uh, up in the Highlands. Yeah. So it was like the busiest ladder company. Um, just we had the biggest district for ladder companies in the city, you know, yeah. going mutual aid to a ton of towns. So uh, luckily I, I was with some real senior people. Like I had, the driver and the guy on the back step with me had been working together for 24 years. Wow! wow. Yeah. So, like, I, I I came in and there was still a ton of old knowledge. Like yeah. my senior man, my senior man, he he was on me every day for like two years. Just all right. Hey, where's this tool? Right, go yeah. give me that tool. Just right. you know, kind of instilled in me early on just that's your truck know your truck inside and
2: out
0: yeah so yeah so something you know i always try to you know quiz the new guys on
1: this episode is brought to you by fortified leather fortified leather is owned by nathan welch a firefighter out in selma california Uh, i've had the opportunity over the last few weeks to get to know nathan and learn a lot about his business and i couldn't be happier to have him as a sponsor of the show Fortified Leather comes from humble family beginnings when Nathan found some leather work and tools left over from an old relative. He was in need of a shield at the time and decided to try his hand at leather work, and we're certainly glad he did. Since then, Fortified Leather has grown from making that first shield to a solid, business shipping quality leather made goods all over the country. Fortified Leather makes leather suspenders, bunker belts, custom radio harnesses, glove holsters, flashlight holders and a whole lot more. They're high quality and able to be customized. So if you're in the market, head over to fortifiedleather.com and check out our friend Nathan. Make sure to tell him that JobTalk sent you over. Don't forget to find him on all the social media channels. Give him a follow and a shout out and let's keep supporting our firefighter and family owned businesses. Hey guys, thanks for taking a second before the episode to listen to our sponsors. Just wanted to let you guys know that we decided to create a Patreon account as well unfortunately producing this podcast isn't free as much as we love doing it between the equipment the software and all the editing stuff it costs money we want to be around for the long haul and we want to be able to provide you with good quality episodes and eventually hands-on training to do that unfortunately we need to bring money in so we have our patreon account you can go to patreon.com job talks that's patreon.com j-o-b-t-l-k-s we have two tier subscriptions the first tier is a dollar a month basically just letting us know that you support what we're doing and we really appreciate that. In exchange, we're gonna give you 10% off any classes or lectures that we do in the future. We have another tier for $2.50 a month. And in that tier, we're going to actually invite you to be an audience as we record live episodes. So when we schedule an episode with a guest, uh, you will get a link to your email to view that episode live as a guest. And then from that subscription, we're gonna pick once or twice a season, somebody to actually come on and be part of the episode with us. Um, right now, that's what we can offer, and we hope you guys like it, and we hope you'll support us. So, again, patreon.com slash dobtalks, and we appreciate you. Yeah. It's important. I think, like, being able – like, I know when I got hired, they did the same thing, that, you know, like, go get me this tool or, or what's in this cabinet. And, like, you got to know because that muscle memory at 3 in the morning is, is, is important. Yeah. It's, huge. Um, it's huge. It's huge. Those guys were on 24 years when you got hired have been working together 24 years. So you're talking late 70s, all through late 70s, 80s and 90s, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So, so those yeah. guys not only worked together, but but saw saw quite a, a bit, I imagine.
0: Yeah. Just so much experience that, unfortunately, the only way we can get that experience today is, you know, through training and yeah, just right. training all the time.
2: Yeah, the Um, volume of fire those guys probably saw. Right? Yeah,
0: you just you know I always joke like, I mean this is the greatest job in the world. Uh, I don't think we're going to find anybody that would disagree with that. I I always said if I could have a fire every time I went to work, I'd be the happiest person ever. Like I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. I don't want anybody's you know to lose their stuff. Yeah. But you know this is the job we signed up for,
1: and you know
2: I want to do it. Yeah, it's a weird. To... It's a
1: weird like juxtaposition, and I always the way I always try to explain it is like I don't want anything to happen to anybody, but if it's going to happen, I want to be the one on duty when it does. Yeah, you know what I mean?
0: I I, yeah. I want to be the one to fix your problem.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. That, that's a good way to put it. I want to fix the problem. Ah, uh, it's, yeah, it's a weird juxtaposition to like uh to like a job that deals in death and destruction. Sometimes you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, it's like being on a
2: sports team if you you know you practice and practice and practice, eventually you wanna play the game. Yeah, you
0: yeah, want to get play. in. Yeah. You know,
1: you wanna yeah.
0: do a good job, you wanna make the yeah.
1: save. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um early early two thousands was still pretty busy with fires.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we uh we were probably averaging, you know, four or five multiple alarm fires a year. Yeah. Um you know, so it was good. I mean, I got to see some some good fire and, yeah. you know, you just, I don't know, you just, uh, I got yelled at once, but, you know, I'm on a roof and I'm, you know, venting the roof and I've got like a huge smile on my face. I'm having the time of my life, you know, like 23, 24 years old, I'm yeah. swinging With an it. axe on a roof, right? Yeah. You know, smoke yeah. all around me and yeah. my lieutenant's like, hey, I know you're having a good time, but you know those people over there. You're, you know, you're smashing open their house because it's on fire. So, right. You know. You know. Um yeah. Learn how to take a step back and,
2: you know, respect the situation. Yeah. Just keep keep yeah. it in perspective. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, and I think that's that's exactly it. You can love the job, but still respect like, the what's you know happening. The, what's happening to to yeah. someone else. You know. Yeah. Um, and and having that like mentality goes into a lot of things uh i feel like so when you have that mentality you you don't go in people's houses and just like knock over china cabinets and destroy shit that doesn't need to be destroyed because i feel i feel like at least early early in my career and i've you know i'm like only 12 years in now so i haven't been on you know too too long but early in my career you see and it feels like people think that that's just like what you just go in and you break shit to put the fire yep. out. And as you grow and learn to respect the situation, not only do you realize like, Hey, this is bad for fire ground operations, but it's also just not good for the people who
0: yeah. who, are, yeah. who are
1: there that might be able to salvage. Then you don't know what you're breaking, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, and I mean, that's like one of my huge pet peeves. And it's like, you know, you guys have it in Cambridge in Newton, you know, we have yeah. a lot of nice houses, you know, yeah. the, the, the double hung window, hey, yeah. in two seconds I can I can pop the pins and I can take the whole window out and I can put it back in when I'm done, right yeah but you know like the days of just running through and smashing windows, I mean as we all know, like flow path and yeah. you know right. ventilation techniques yeah. don't go around just smashing every window out like those no, days I... are, th- th- those days are done.
2: Yeah. Right. I actually have, Absolutely. I have kind of a funny story with that. So we're at the church fire, uh, the six alarm church fire. We had recently. recent, uh, I don't know. It's like maybe four or five months ago or whatever. Easter. <laughs> um, Easter. Yeah. And I was, I was inside and there was like a stained glass window and someone came up to me. They're like, Hey, like we got to vent these like windows, let some smoke out. Oh. And I like turn around. i one, one, I'm like, all right, like we probably don't have to do that. But two, it was on Easter and I turned around and it was a stained glass of mother Teresa. And I was like, oh. I turned, around and I was like, listen, man, like, can we not? Because like this is just some bad omens that I don't want. Yeah. Oh
1: this just feels like <laughs> I'm gonna get trapped on my way out yeah. if I do. Yeah, anything, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? you like, didn't do you it? And I was on like, a like, step listen. out of was...
0: church and get struck by lightning. <laughs> <You> <laughs> struck by lightning. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, exactly. I,
2: I, I guided it, and I was like, maybe we could vent like that window, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like a normal one, <laughs> the one that's yeah. easy to replace and yeah, not. be yeah. but, a... yeah. but I was literally laughing in the moment. I was like, maybe another one. Yeah. Oh god.
0: Yeah, yeah but we all we, we all have those people on the job that wouldn't think twice about swinging an axe through that.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um so how long were you on uh, Ladder 2? Ladder 2, right? Yeah. Uh
0: Ladder 2. Um I was on Ladder 2 for about 6 years. Uh interesting time. Um you know Uh, I kind of realized early on that I wanted to get promoted. Um, You know, there were some really good leaders. And like every job, there were some pretty not good leaders. Um, And I was like, hey, I don't want to really put my life in his hands or their hands. So, you know, I I, I got just kind of dove right into the job and I was always taking classes, and I was like, all right, I'll get promoted. Uh, I ended up being acting lieutenant in my group. So I would go from alpha to delta, back to delta, back to alpha. Um, so I was acting for a couple of years, and then I finally got promoted in 2009. Awesome. And yeah, so a uh, word of advice when they ask you a weakness, don't say engine company operations. <laughs> because they're going to promote you and put you on an engine company. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> like, oh, don't worry, we can fix that problem.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, really, yeah. Okay. We got some great senior senior uh senior people here that are going to going to shape you up.
0: Yeah, and and luckily uh, luckily uh the group I I went to, yeah, they had some some really good really good people and you know, I just kind of started all over again every day okay. in the morning. <laughs> You know, the is going over the pump. I'm out there, you know, running the pump with them and learning that. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Making sure I, awesome. I know what I'm doing, you know.
1: Yeah. We've, we've, probably, we've I mean, talked about it um, before, but, like, I think, like, that's a difference. So, Newton, real quick, what do you guys run for, like, daily staffing?
0: Um, So, we have uh, minimum manning in the winter months, which – gives us uh, an officer and 3 on every piece. So yep, for exactly. us that would be with the uh with the shift commander uh it would be 42. <laughs> um the rest the other 9 months uh our minimum is 36. Okay. So we can do um an officer and two firefighters on our six engines
1: and then we do one
0: and 3 on the three ladders and the rescue.
1: Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, so so we we've talked about before, like you you're a mid sized department, and you have the ability to potentially go to a company, whether a truck, a pump, or rescue, whatever, and spend uh, if not your whole career, a majority of your career there, versus the smaller departments that have to learn all of those pieces from the very jump. Um, And it's just it's just really really different. Um, And it's I think it's you know like. Obviously you're uh you're kind of a tech rescue guy at heart, I feel like. Um, so in yeah. company might not be your your favorite game, but I am sure like no. more well rounded on the fire ground for having some yeah. experience in that knowing being able to know all the all the pieces that are going together as you're as you're working a fire, you know.
0: Oh yeah. Well I mean it was you know, I yeah, I mean, everybody that knows me, it's I love tech rescue. I mean all right, guilty as charged. But I love firefighting. Right, so you know, I think like the first month the rescue went in service, uh my whole crew we signed up for the burn day, the advanced burn day at the academy, and you're just run yep. through you know four or five basic fires, and all we're doing is you know humping hose, you know, yeah, you know, yep. laying lines, putting out fires, and so
2: yeah. you it's know a great it's class. just.
0: It, it's it's great and especially if you don't have a burn building you know you're not getting the fires just going through the motions and actually you know practicing like you you play
1: yeah um, will and i actually took that course together yeah. right on. We, when we started working together we were like hey you want to like take this class and kind of get to know each other on the fire ground a little bit you know yep. yeah but like you've got to make those you have to make experiences now in in training you know To be able to have them uh, uh, for the fire ground. Yeah, it was funny because like I was I was almost like brand new when
2: we went to that class, and like we went back and all the instructors all of a sudden like super nice to you, (laughs) and I was like I was like dude like three weeks ago you fucking hated me. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Like hey Barry how are you? I was like I'm fine. This is weird.
0: Yeah, Yeah, weird. Uh, Yeah, Um, good sir you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so. I want to take it back just a little bit. So, <clears throat> you got promoted in 2009. Um, so you were on ladder 2 and this is one of the one of the uh specific calls I wanted to talk to you about. In 2008, right, cool. there was a um a train collision on the green line that cool. at least killed one person and injured uh, a dozen or so.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, um yeah, crazy crazy call. Um uh, I mean, I'll remember it for you know, forever. I mean, uh, we were sitting around the apparatus floor trying to figure out what we were going to do for dinner. Um, and then the tones went off and it's one of those calls where, you know, it's real. Cause you can hear the tone in dispatchers, in the dispatchers voice. You can yep. kind of hear the commotion going back, back and forth in the room. So we're like, all right, don't think we're having dinner tonight. Um, so, yeah, so the operator of the Green Line, um, I think, had a medical emergency, um, and I think she ended up, you know, passing out, and what had happened is her train went full speed uh, and rear-ended another train that was at a at a stop, letting people off. Um, wow. Yeah, so... That call went uh, three alarms, brought everyone, uh, every truck from Newton, uh, brought Boston Rescue One in. Uh, I think they just came in as as a special call. And then eventually, at the time, Braintree had a MBTA crash vehicle uh, that ended up coming. But I mean, we were there i think it took us about eight hours to extricate the driver
1: wow huh. um, oh wow so, yeah
0: uh, it took it, it took quite a while um
1: so so but- this is so you you had mentioned just a minute ago about that the uh heavy rescue going in service so this is well before you yes. guys probably 10 years before you guys had a heavy rescue so um Had you, I know you've always been into tech rescue, so had you been taking classes and were there people on shift that were, um, had some tech rescue experience and you guys had equipment to make this happen?
0: Uh, We didn't really have any, we didn't have any of the equipment to make it happen. Um, Luckily, there was, you know, a good group of us uh, who are very versed in tech rescue. Uh, one of my mentors, uh, uh, Jay Bourgeois, um, you know, he was a training officer when I got hired, you know, he came in for the, you know, academy to teach ropes and knots and do some repelling. And it was like, from that moment, I was like, Oh, I get to do this. I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, he ended up being my officer for a while. And, you know, he just took me under his wing and he's like, all right, go take these classes, go do this. So, you know, he was there, Uh, had a couple of other guys on the job that, you know, I knew we all had some knowledge, but no equipment for that, you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what had happened is um, the train, the front 20 feet of the train curled underneath and the operator was like under all of that. Oh had Like, Oh yeah. And then the floors. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the light rail. Yep. The floor, the floor accordioned. And there was one person trapped down in a V. Um, and she was pinned mid shin. Um, so actually, yeah. So, Myself and uh, another lieutenant, um, we were digging through there, trying to pull the chairs out. Uh, What we ended up doing is we got the jaws in there and started slowly spreading and cribbing. And, you know, as soon as a little bit of the pressure was released, she's like, I'm free, I'm free. And she was screaming. I'm like, no, you're not free yet. And eventually we got (laughs) it. Enough room, and we got her out, and I mean, I think I saw her for two seconds. She was on a backboard uh it happened right next to a golf course, so there was a med flight yeah. uh sitting there oh. waiting, and she was oh. on the med flight, and she was gone oh, I mean, wow. that happened that happened within the first twenty minutes of the incident, yeah yeah, so uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I think that would probably be like my first real extrication rescue of somebody
1: yeah, like right. actually
0: really pinned
1: it was the uh, was the the operator of the train the one that uh, died or was it yeah. a passenger it was the operator no
0: it was the operator and, and she was the only fatality
1: right i had seen um, that
0: yeah so uh, we had two teams operating uh, one team on the outside just kind of tunnel their way in just taking away sheet metal trying to go <laughs> in and Myself and Lieutenant Bourgeois were trying to make our way through the the floor of the train, which is you know yeah. quarter inch steel, uh, two layers of that. You know, Boston Rescue One brought their exothermic torch in. we were trying to cut it with the torch. We we're trying to cut it through with the K-12. We were throwing everything we had at everything it in. And, and we weren't getting we weren't getting through
1: light rail. Like you know,
0: no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Like the majority of it, the exoskeleton. Yeah, you can give me a screw gun and a sawzall, and I can get through right. all of that. Yeah, uh, the actual frame of it.
1: Nope. Yeah. So, Sorry. so were you so were you successful getting through the floor? Or did you guys have to find no. another way around?
0: No. So eventually, when the Braintree uh, MBTA truck came, uh, they had the big. Lifting jacks. Yep. Uh, and what we were able to do is we were actually able to lift the train up, and when that happened, it, we were free and clear, had access, yeah. and we were able to uh, recover the operator. Wow. Yeah. So that was a that was a career worthy call right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And did that? Did that? um did that start the conversation of of tech rescue in Newton or some more dedicated equipment and things like that or was it years later
0: well back in 2005 we lost uh engine 6 to budget cuts and at the time <laughs> uh our assistant chief his plan was he wanted to replace that engine with the rescue that was his, that was his goal. That was his dream. Um, so that trolley crash helped. Um, and eventually when he became chief, like he made it his goal, yeah. uh, to get the rescue in service. Yep. Um, yeah. so after I spent about a year on engine one, I got moved to the training division and working days. Uh, I started writing grants you know for the department and the chief was like hey you love tech rescue lieutenant bourgeois loves tech rescue he's like he's like i'm gonna make this happen so it was a project over several years
1: to make it happen that's awesome
0: then yeah.
1: I, th- I feel like um it's an overarching theme when we talk to people who have uh, worked to build like additional companies or capabilities and stuff is that every single one of them says, I wrote grants. I wrote grants. I wrote grants. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, yeah. uh, it's obviously a, a huge uh, part of being able to do this stuff because you have to operate within your budget. So yeah. having those grants helps people. Yeah. Um, so were your grants for, for staffing and equipment or for just one or the other? So the
0: first grant that we were awarded was, uh, for training. Uh, so back in 2014, we actually, I jokingly say we had a eight week tech tech, uh, tech rescue summer camp. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. So we had 22 guys, uh, get moved to the day, sh- uh, day schedule, went Monday That's through awesome. Friday for eight weeks during the summer. And we did everything wow. we did both robots, tech, trench, confined space, Wow. Uh, uh, Swift (laughs) water, um, vehicle extrication, man versus machine. And then we did the 80 hour uh, FEMA SCT course to finish it off.
2: That's Um, awesome.
0: Yeah, that was that was a a fun, fun time.
1: Yeah, Um, Uh, I feel it's funny because I feel so we talked about uh, we talked about knowing different people from the department and I knew I knew um, Shane Medeiros. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember him talking about being you know selected to go on the rescue and listening to you say 2014 just seems seems like it was a couple of years ago, not a decade right. ago. You know, right? Uh, um, it's
0: it's crazy how fast uh, things go by, yeah. Especially yeah. in this in this job.
1: Yeah. And uh I so one more thing about Shane is he he posted like a photo or something shortly after that. You know, maybe 2014, 15, 16. That time frame. Him, you guys have a, a walkthrough, right? And uh, he, walk he, in, he, yeah. Oh, walk in, yeah. So he was, uh, so he was like riding the back with the doors open, coming, going home from a call, and I was like, "Oh my god, you mother!" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, he was, yeah, he was, yeah, Insta Shane, yeah, yeah,
0: Insta Shane, I love it, Insta Shane, yeah, he was, um, yeah, uh, Insta-Shane.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Insta-Shane, yeah. he
0: was, uh, he, was he, he was, he was very happy. Yeah, yeah he'd yeah. be on the... He'd be on that back back step, just looking out the back door, driving around. Yeah, he had yeah. fun.
1: That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so how long did you end up in the training division? And then did you, when you came out, did you go – because you had done all the work for the rescue, you went from training to the, to the rescue?
0: Well, uh, so 2014, we did the training. Um, 2015, we got the grant for the truck.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then 2016 was spent, you know, buying the equipment, getting everything ready. So in 2014, I left the training division. I actually went back to ladder two uh, as the lieutenant. It was my old group. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. And then I was there until the truck went in service in 2017.
2: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a beautiful uh, truck, by the way. Thank
1: you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is badass. Yeah. Barry's Barry's a truck nerd. I don't know yeah. if you <laughs> noticed. <know this. laughs> He'll, not He'll gonna tell you what the trucks no. look like in every community in the Commonwealth. <laughs> well, hey, and that truck, right. man! Got to give credit where credit's due. The thing's badass. Yeah. Barry sends yeah. me photos like, "Look at this Franklin ladder. <laughs> beautiful, you know. black, black Will, over don't red. Public... <laughs> don't help me in public. <laughs> no, it's a safe. It's a safe place. Yeah. We're on the internet. Yeah. It's safe. Place. Yeah, safe." Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so when you came out you were still a lieutenant? Yeah. When did you so, make uh when did you make captain?
0: Uh two thousand or well, like I was saying to Barry, it's people that are like on the rescue, you know, very self-motivated, highly motivated. They tend to promote themselves off. Uh I did it twice. Yeah. Um, so I made captain 2018. No, 2017. Yeah. Uh, Made captain, I think, six months after the truck went in service. So they moved me over to engine three, which is like the sister truck uh, at headquarters with the rescue. Um, And I was on engine three for maybe four or five months. And then the captain of the rescue uh, went out sick. um, And they, they moved me over. And then I was captain of the rescue.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I know on our, for us, we have like a, a combination of like guys who promote themselves off and guys that know how good the spot is and intentionally yeah, don't take the test because nice. you could end up anywhere. So yeah. it, it's kind of like a, a crapshoot of Catch like 22. Yeah. yeah you you oh, get that's... you get good guys that, that leave, which obviously suck. And then you get uh, you get the guys that that'll stay there their whole career as a backstep guy just because, you know, yeah. they don't want to go anywhere else, which is. Yeah, I think it's is, I mean, you get people that do that on every company, right? You get people that yeah. are truckies at heart. You get people that are engine guys at heart for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And then uh, and and you get the guys that just want to stay there the whole time, which isn't a bad thing, right?
0: No, I mean, I, uh, I joke, I joke with, uh, Paul Morrison all the time. I'm like, Hey, you guys take lateral. Uh, I'll, I'll ride the back. I'll ride the back step of your rescue, uh, for the last 10 of my career.
1: Yeah. 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 That'd be. I know. I know Paul was in the same, uh, situation. Cause he was on, he was on the rescue and he promoted himself off and then, yep. uh, you know, he'll say it. He's like, I, he's like, I didn't think I would get back here as as soon as I did. So I know he's happy. I, I don't, I don't know what his plans are, but I imagine he'll, he'll stay where he's at.
0: I I would imagine. So unless, unless someone told him, uh, the guarantee, uh, yeah, you can make captain. You'll stay here, but
1: yeah. Right. His crew crew is so solid too. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The crew, the, the group dynamic there is pretty. Yeah. Pretty solid, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and
0: it—I mean—that just starts. It kind of starts at the top, you know. You know, he's such a motive, motivated individual, and he just has the passion for it. Yeah, it just—it kind of becomes infectious. Yeah, you know, you get—you kind of get the right people, and you know, I when I was Captain of the Rescue, I had uh, just phenomenal guys working with me, and. You know, we we trained, we trained a lot. You know, guys would say, "Oh, uh, Captain Cadell, he's training, he's training after dinner time. He's taking him out at night ops." I'm like, you know, that's just all the talk, you know, around the kitchen right? table. I mean, yeah, yeah, we'd get done with dinner, we'd we'd sit on the back step and talk about calls, talk yeah. about situations.
1: Yeah, um, but you know. That's the kind of crew I feel like you want to be in, though. You know what I mean? In Ooh. my my opinion, uh, somebody said it uh, recently. If if people aren't talking shit about you, you're not doing it right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs>
0: um, it's just it makes it so enjoyable.
2: Yeah, and when yeah. And when push yeah. comes to shoves, that's the crew that's ready to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And
0: we were always ready to go, and I I loved it. We wore we wore our bottles for a while. Yeah, um, which ninety percent of the time absolutely sucked. Uh, <laughs> but, but when you go to a fire, yeah, we'd go in. All right, we'd do our search, do whatever. We'd get done, and I'd tell the crew, "I'm like, all right, go find the hose line." Yeah. I'm like why? Like because they're going to be out of air in like a minute, and yeah, we're going right. to take the hose line. <laughs> yeah, and right. we'd, we'd be able to stay in the fire building for you know twenty five minutes, half an hour. and you know get to touch on all right we did our search all right now we're putting the fire out all right now we're you know doing ventilation Uh, we're doing uh, overall we're you know kind of doing everything
1: hey guys thanks for coming we uh we we just uh mopped it up in there you know
0: yeah Yeah. and and, but that's it you know you got guys that love the job they want to work
1: yeah you guys low on air nope (laughs) no we're not what do they say give give me the. i want the hardest job on the fire ground every single time right you know like those are the those are the kind of guys that that it's good to have um in any company but like having in your company is is great and like barry was saying like it just makes i don't know i feel like it just makes everything better because you you have guys like we talk a lot about about like the cool kids club so like the mentality that it's it's you know you're you're a nerd if you're into the job or like you're, you're cool if you're not into the job and like fighting that and like, like being the counterculture to that can be difficult. And then when you, when you have a day or you have a group and you're around like those people and just all day long, you're just going, 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 it just makes the day. just makes the day so good. Yeah.
0: It's, I don't know. um, You know, the famous saying, you can't train enough for a job that can kill you. Yeah. Right you know, um, it just building that teamwork. It's like, I mean, for the, you know, you, you were on the military, like building that, that trust in your group and your team. Yeah. Um, you know, not everybody in the fire service believes in that. And unfortunately that's a shame.
2: Yeah. Um, right.
0: But that was, you know, one thing I, you know, I truly believe in is all right, we're building a group, we're building a team. Like if, you know, shit hits the fan. Who are the people next to me that I'm going to rely on? Yeah. And, you know, I want to, you know, I do want to go home at the end of my shift and I want to make sure everybody else does. All right. So let's put yeah. ourselves in a better position to make that happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and not only for a job that can kill us, but for a job that is going to kill people inside their houses if we don't do it right. You know? Yeah. Like- yep. Like hugely important. And I feel like it also translates into like off the job stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so like Barry and I are a perfect example. Like we became really close working together and now we're, you know, best friends, you know what I mean? And it translates into, to more than just being at work. Like I know if I break my leg, Barry's going to show up in the ER. You know what I mean? Not saying (laughs) it happened by experience, just I know in my head um or or vice versa, you know what I mean, and I think that's huge' not only people you can rely on in the firehouse, but people you can rely on in your daily life, which is hard to come by as well. Yeah. you know what I mean my yeah. my brother broke his leg <laughs> and, like, oh, cool. and
0: it's <laughs> yeah. but i mean it, we're lucky and like we're we're in a profession like oh, we spend what an eighth of our lives with each other,
1: yeah, you know, yeah. we're there
0: for holidays we're sharing meals together all the time like we are you know call it uh, call it dumb or whatever you want to say but it's the truth so yeah. you know kind of like the movies have it where everyone's getting together and celebrating birthdays together no that's that's another perk of the job that's a another yeah. great thing
1: all Right. All right right
0: yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we're not seeing as much of that uh, as I think we used to. I mean, before we started, you know, Barry and I were saying, you know, the switch from the tens and fourteens to the twenty fours kind of made that a little harder.
1: Right. You know? yeah. um, I've heard that from I've heard that from a lot of people that were on the tens and fourteens because you would get off shift and go do something together right then and there versus like trying to go home. And I've yeah. heard. Um, I know. I know. In our job, I think the lack of a residency requirement, although very good for people because they can move to more affordable places and whatever, definitely definitely lends itself to making that more challenging because guys live all. I mean, that, like Barry and I, uh, just using us as an example again. We're great friends, but we live an hour and a half away from each other. So yeah, you, you know, I'd love to see him every day, but that's just not. Yeah. You know, that's just not a, a possibility, unfortunately. Especially when you start adding kids and families in the mix so so having those people like again that you can like if shit does hit the fan i know i'll drive that hour and a half i know barry will yeah, drive that yeah. hour and a half you know what i mean yeah. so it's it's important to have those people in your life when when the situation dictates it dictates it at work and when you're you know just in your daily yeah. like civilian life you know and, oh, yeah. so you so you promoted yourself off the rescue twice so you are now a deputy chief
0: Deputy chief, uh, one of the uh, four ship commanders. Yeah.
1: So, so you guys run. You guys run a deputy chief um, that commands your entire ship. Yes. Yeah. So, and how long? How long have you been doing that now?
0: Uh, since two thousand twenty. I went. I went acting in the car, uh, the spring of two thousand twenty, and got promoted in the fall uh, of twenty. And, uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's good. uh has its perks. Um, still, you know, I'm still young. I still love yeah. doing the work. So it's been an adjustment to be the one sitting in the front yard and trying to take in the big picture. Yeah. Uh, right. And kind of tell other people, you know, to do it when, yeah. oh, give me that axe. I'll go do it. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> right. Right.
0: You know, um, but no, it's it, it's good. Um, and it's hopefully,
2: probably, probably good motivation for your guys. They're like, "Oh man, if we fuck this up, he's gonna come in here and fix it himself." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm
0: I'm I'm very uh um I'm, I'm very blessed. That I've got a ton of great officers. Yeah, that that uh, I just have all the trust in the world. Yeah, um, you know I, you know people know me. You know I. Set set my expectations. Uh, they know they can come to me with anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna let them do their thing. Uh, if I have to step in, I will. But now yeah. it's you know really just trying to empower my people and
2: yeah,
0: you know let them do their thing. And if they need if they need something, they know how to get in touch with me.
1: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. it makes it makes it makes my job. You know is the shift commander so much easier just having all the trust in the uh in my crew
1: and it's it's big for crews to know that you trust them too you know what i mean like it's big it's big for crews to like to feel like they can they can just work and that you yeah. trust them to do the right thing and like if they mess nope. up you know you'll correct it but in a way that it should like we've talked about um freddie eichels are uh one of our deputies, um, yeah. when Barry and I were together, he was he was both our deputy, and we had we had a couple times where like we made some mistakes on some calls, and and he was like, "Hey, listen, this can't happen. This is how we fix it." You know what I mean? And yeah. I also think like the crew sets the tone of the commander, and vice versa. So if you're yeah. a crew that doesn't train or doesn't do whatever that they can't trust, that conversation might be a little bit more. Hey, listen, motherfucker! This is how yeah. it's going to get done. Yeah. And if it's yeah. guys that are really trying and that you trust yeah. and they are trying to do the right thing, it's a little more like, "Hey, let me guide you in the yeah. in the right path," you know. And everybody yeah, needs a little bit different influencing approach, yeah. Yeah,
0: and and, um. and that's it. Like, all right, mistakes are going to happen. Okay, I've, I've made plenty of mistakes. You know, just yeah, you know, be you know, be an adult about it. Admit them, learn from them. Let's move on. Um,
1: yeah.
2: You know, yeah, that's the that's first. the most
1: important thing, right? We're yeah. all we're all going to make them. I mean, God knows yeah. I'm, I make them every every time we have an incident. You know, it's it's just how how big they are, and you know, we did a whole episode on on uh, on making mistakes and how important they are, and failure, and and especially when nobody's looking, still knowing like, hey, I made that mistake, and trying you to know, take that lesson from it. Like, okay, I know nobody else saw this, but I know it happened. So I'm gonna Mm -hmm. make sure that it doesn't happen next time where it leads to something, you know, even worse or whatever the case is, The most important ones. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, It's, you know, just, you know, take a line from uh, Jocko, you know, just take ownership.
2: Absolutely. You
0: you know, just own it. Okay. Yep. I'll have, I'll have no problem admitting when I make a mistake and okay, I messed up. Let's move on. Let's learn from it. Yeah. So
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Important stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's, let's get, uh, let's talk a little bit about the tech rescue side of things. Cause I know that's your, your true passion. So, oh, yeah. um, you teach for the mass state fire Academy as an instructor yep. for the tech rescue pro you're an assistant coordinator for the tech rescue program right now. Yeah. Um, so I've
0: been teaching with them for about 10 years now. Um, about the last year and a half as the assistant program coordinator, um, uh, I love it. It was, it, it was one of those things where I took all the classes so many times. They were like, "All right, we're getting sick of you. Just come teach with us." <laughs> 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 and, and that's you wait, know that's I can get paid, how... paid to
1: do it. Sweet. Man. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right, wait, I get to get paid and hang out with like my <laughs> friends and. <laughs> like yep. yeah it's like i might be teaching the class but i'm with so many so many intelligent people that we have in our program that i'm learning something every day i teach learn something new new technique new equipment um so yeah our program our programs i mean obviously i'm biased but uh, i think we have a awesome program and you know, we're constantly trying to update to stay fresh on all the skills yeah. and equipment because, uh, you know, if you know anything about tech rescue, it's ever evolving.
2: Yeah, right. So,
1: right. Do you have a favorite discipline?
0: Ooh, favorite? Oh, that's tough. That is tough because, um. You know, we just redid our confined space program a couple of years ago, um, so I I was diving headfirst into that. So I don't know. I'm a I'm a big guy. You wouldn't think uh, myself in small spaces would go hand in hand, but yeah, I I, I do love the challenge there. But like rope, yeah, um, yeah, I love spending time on rope and. You know, a bunch of us have started getting into, you know, kind of the rope access side of things. So, yeah. like sprat, you know, sprat. Yeah,
2: and, I was going to ask you if you had done any rope access or got sprat certified or anything.
0: I still got to get the sprat cert. Um, yeah, actually, down in Rhode Island, there's uh, Kong Industries. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and they host the classes, and I owe them. Uh, I, I owe them a class. So, oh really? Yeah. You well, know, I, I got to take the class. I had to back out, unfortunately. So yeah. uh, I owe Nate yeah. from Kong a class.
2: Yeah, they have a really but, good uh, reputation.
0: Oh you know, yeah, uh, great people down there. Um, and it's it, and it's good though because we're starting to see like a lot of the equipment and techniques from people that are on rope every day. Rope, yeah, rope access. Yeah, you, you know, right. transferring over into the rescue world. Yeah. Um, And it's honestly, it's making our job and, you know, the fire service so much easier, you know, I'd love to be able to get, I mean, this is me personally, just away from the strict NFPA. Well, everything's going to be NFPA. Everything's going to be NFPA. You know, that 15 to one safety factor. Yeah. Well, this, this rope can hold 11,000 pounds. Um, Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to build an elaborate system when I can take two pieces of equipment and affect the rescue.
1: Right. Yeah. And I was, like a lot of people complain that like stuff, like especially in tech rescue is time consuming and that's part of it. Right. Is that you have to do all of these, these safety things to be like compliant with an FBA and whatever the case is. Um, so maybe it would help, help speed, speed things up to an, uh, on on live calls
0: yeah well uh, <clears throat> speed speed can be a good thing uh one thing that anybody that's taken uh one of our classes has heard me say is slow is smooth and yep. smooth is fast um you know that is one of my go-tos if you, you just kind of slow it, slow things down you make sure you everything's done correctly. That's where the speed comes in. Exactly. exactly. Just that and training.
1: Right. Repetition. Right.
0: The repetition. You know, yeah. Repetition, repetition is so important.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, we asked uh, Paul this as well, but what do you think? M- what kind of mindset makes a good tech rescue person versus a good you know, engine guy or even a truck guy or, or whatever the case is. Like, what do you think the mindset is that's different for somebody who's really good at tech rescue?
0: Someone that's really good at tech rescue.
2: Hmm. Like maybe some of the common traits, like what, so for example, like we're talking about Matt, right? Like when you're looking to pick like a new person for the rescue company, like what type of individual are you like? This is the type of person that I think would excel in this environment
0: um outgoing uh outgoing friendly just a positive attitude um so uh, just someone that's into the job if you're really into the job um you know you're gonna dive headfirst into it and you're gonna have fun like going out like and rappelling off the side of a building you know, th- not, not everyone's cup of tea, but yeah. if you're really into the job, you know, we're doing really cool things.
1: Yeah. All um, right. you know, it, you could teach the actual, the actual sk- skills uh, of whatever, but having the passion for it is something that's got to be in, yeah. internal.
0: Cause I mean, we can, tr- we can train most at anybody, right. We can yeah, take yep. someone and, train them up and they're going to be great at laying line or throwing ground ladders or, you know, setting up a, for a trench rescue. We can, we can train that. Um, you got to have the passion for the job. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, having an open mind. Yeah. Um, I think that's one thing that I've kind of seen. We're lucky, like our generation, it's, you know, we all take classes. We all gain knowledge. Uh, I used to find the older generation, the people that had the knowledge, they'd like to hold on to it, and yeah. you know, use it. You know, as like a power, yeah. like a power move. Like I have the knowledge. Yeah, I'm not going to keep- share I'm, it
2: with anybody. I'm the keeper of the keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. And uh, I've definitely seen that that shift. uh, with our generation is oh hey i've taken all these classes hey do you want to learn i'm happy to teach you
1: yeah um, I, I, I think so, also I that's think where you it's
0: goes yeah yeah
1: i i think that's where like you know good there's a lot of bad things obviously about social media but i think that's one of the places social media has excelled for the fire service and um is that people want to share knowledge yeah. and they they can like you can put it up and you can get it seen by thousands and thousands of people and then you can yeah. have you know you you put it up like hey we do this and then you get somebody that says hey have you thought about trying this have you thought about trying this and the next thing you know you have this long discussion yeah. where you know people somewhere in the middle or you know whatever are changing how they're doing things or trying out different things and and like that knowledge sharing is is huge especially especially like between like you know, like the West coast and the East coast is a good example. Very different huh. Very tactics. Different. You know what I mean? Like we're just completely different how the fire service grew, obviously partially based on what we see and what they see or whatever. But, you know, you can share those tactics with somebody from Boston to LA instantly. Oh, yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it's, it's a really cool, it's a really cool, uh, cool thing to, to like, for us to be a part of and, yeah. and to yeah. witness. you know, and that was kind of the whole, that was kind of the whole like buildup of, of the podcast for us is like, we just wanted to like talk about this stuff and like share knowledge, you know, like yeah. bring people on that, that have something to say about the fire service and can share some knowledge about it and, and, you know, leave it better yeah. than we I found feel like it.
2: It's much easier to like build and maintain relationships too. like us guys from like the yeah. East coast, like maybe if we're in like the eighties or seventies, you'd be kind of like isolated, like, Oh, like, cambridge and Newton, or you know brock like we have our like regional like rescues will talk to each other and share ideas but like what's going on on the west coast but now like chief like you could talk to a guy that's a you know a rescue captain out in like la county and become friends and share ideas and it's so much easier now to 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 build those relationships than it was probably in the past i mean mean, it's
0: such a great thing Uh, we're gonna have a
1: we're gonna have a captain on from wichita next week you know what i mean like (laughs) Like it's just it's just you couldn't do that twenty years ago. No, before the advent of social media, at least not easily. You know, you could find out who they were through like magazines, and then reach out, maybe have a bring them in for like a live class. But you couldn't do couldn't do what we're doing today. It's uh, yeah, yeah,
0: you'd have to read like fire 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 engineering. There'd be an ad for a conference out in the Midwest, and you're like, all right, I'll I'll go go there and take a look at that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just yeah. uh, the social media just obviously you got to contend with like the Monday morning quarterbacks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's where we've always had those and we're always going to have them.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, sharing the knowledge we had um, Jeremy uh, from national fire radio. Uh, he came, he came uh, through Newton and yeah, you know, he, sure. hi- he highlighted a couple of uh couple of things we did on the rescue yeah our oh, cool. a per- perfect example of somebody just going out and just shooting
1: yeah and doing right? it they what, love what's it. cool about his is like we've talked about it before is he literally just like he's like oh that's a cool feature you put in your truck like hey here's a photo and a video of how it works and then you're like like why why didn't why wasn't that like thought of or used more often or you right. know not applicable everywhere necessarily but like yeah. There's so many, so many, and I think you already said it. There's so many intelligent people in the fire service that that like you don't always have to reinvent or invent the wheel. You, you can, know? you just got to find the people that you can you can learn from. You know what I mean? And and they're out there. They're everywhere.
0: Oh yeah, they're out there. And you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong. You're in, the room. wrong room. Yeah.
1: You're yeah. in the wrong room. Yeah, you're in
0: the wrong room. And absolutely. I'm, I'm lucky. Uh, I'm very lucky that I've always been surrounded by really smart people Um yeah. that I've learned a lot from. And just I, I just try try my best to pay that forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, Barry, you got anything, uh anything you want to chip in? To be yeah, honest, that'd be yeah. awesome.
0: Uh, I know, by all means, I know.
1: Uh... We'll talk. We'll talk about it a little bit more when we stop the recording. But I, I'm going to get a chance to hang out with you a little bit more here in the coming months through some of the, the programs at MFA. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Oh, yeah. Um. So, uh, so chief, do you have anything, any uh, parting words of wisdom you'd like to leave with, uh, with the people, or, uh, or a challenge for people? So like something to train or, or, or anything to to leave um, for for the people that uh, that took the time to watch today.
0: Um, yeah, I'll finish uh, something I, uh, I say often, uh, in the classes, uh, give me three. When you're at the firehouse, give me three, give me an hour of training, give me an hour of physical fitness, and then give me an hour reading a book. Doesn't have to be a fire service book, anything. So train, train, train your body, train your mind, train as a crew. Um, and then, you know, you have an hour for lunch, hour for dinner, an hour for chores. You have 18 hours to sit in a recliner at the firehouse if you want. I love that. Right. You got 24, uh, you got 24 hours uh, at the station. Give me three to better yourself and, uh, your crew.
2: Yeah. Um, That's awesome. You know,
1: thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, uh, I don't even want to add to that. I think that's a fucking <laughs> perfect way to end, to end this yeah. episode is, uh, is give me three. So, um, chief just want to say, uh, thank you for coming on. I've been looking forward to doing this, uh, for, yeah. for a while and, uh, awesome. really, so, really cool to hear your story, like, and how you come up. And I think that's something with everybody we talk to is I, I love hearing how people got into the fire service and where that path took them. Cause, everybody is, is slightly different. You know, you don't think there are that many different paths in the fire service, but we've all taken, all taken some different ones. So, um, I really appreciate your time and, uh, thanks for tuning in today. Um, make sure that you, uh, follow us on the social media, uh, give us a like and subscribe and we will catch you, uh, next week. I'm not going to say job talks out cause Johnny's not here. So <laughs> see ya. See ya. <laughs>